Today's scripture reading comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Please follow along in your Bibles or in your bulletins. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort for his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. My name is Freddie Pearsall. I'm a senior at Freeman High School. I'm going to pray before we go into God's word. Father God, thank you for bringing us all here today to worship you. We pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will rest upon us all this morning, and that we will not only hear from you today, but that we can be changed by you. In your name, amen. So when I was a freshman in high school, I went on a mission trip to Tijuana, Mexico with other high school students from uh, here at Third. I'd never been on a mission trip before, and I didn't know what they were like and who was going on the trip. I was nervous going to another country with people that I didn't know, and I thought it would be very hard for us to come together to complete our task. Our goal was to build a small house for a family, which seemed pretty daunting at first. However, after a couple days of working and praying together, one day on the work site, we all began singing Country Roads Take Me Home by John Denver, and very, very poorly, I might add. And I noticed that through God, we had all become united for our cause. We, a group of high schoolers, had come together by the grace of God to help a family in need. Now, of course, our mission trip pales in comparison to the Christian unity that Paul mentions in verse 1, but it's important to see how God can be at work in unifying us in the fellowship of Christ, even in the smallest things. In the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church of Philippi. Um, He's writing to them not to uh, criticize them, but to express his admiration and affection for the people. He's actually writing to encourage them to continue living in joy and unity. Paul commends their commitment to unity and in that way encourages us to live the same way. Verse 1 is essentially a collection of these qualities that Paul appreciates. And throughout the verse, there are a few distinct and important words that stand out to me. The first important word is united. I find this especially important these days because the world is more divided than ever. Between Democrats and Republicans, men and women, Falcons fans and Patriots fans... Freeman students and Godwin students, the rich and the poor, Fox News and MSNBC. The list goes on, and there seems to be no end to the division in sight. But in verse 1, Paul encourages us to be united through Christ. Our fellowship in Christ and in his word is what brings us together as Christians. The only way to permanently mend the brokenness and divisiveness is through God and in his word. Paul calls us all to unite under our common sharing in the Holy Spirit. This doesn't just mean unity for us here at Third, but across the globe. All Christians share a distinct bond, and as Rick has said, we are more united with a Chinese Christian who doesn't even speak English, living on the other side of the planet, than we are with a non-Christian relative living in our own home. The words comfort from his love are also important as we look at this verse. God's presence in our lives brings us the peace of mind we need. Whenever we're in pain, or feeling discouraged, we all know that we can look up to God for his comfort in our time of need. He never disappoints us. 
God stays closest to us our whole lives, and he is there to show us the affection and compassion that we need. It's not just harmony between Christians and that Paul encourages. It's also this bond between humanity and God. This comfort from his love that he provides to us throughout our whole lives is that unbreakable unity between us and God that Paul encourages us to recognize. And ending the verse is the word compassion. We as Christians are called to be compassionate of others in our homes, in our schools, at our jobs, our communities, and around the globe. Paul calls us to be devoted to loving and accepting others, regardless of differing beliefs or circumstances, because our compassion is what allows us as humans to come together despite our differences and create this unity that is so important. So as we live out this compassion in our lives and demonstrate our unity despite our many differences, others can and will see that this is something that we couldn't do on our own. And when they recognize that, by God's power and grace, they will see him at work in us and through us. The true unity that all of us desire can only come from God by being united with Christ. And while this all sounds very nice, what does it look like in our lives? How can we unify our people under God? Seth is going to continue to lead us as we think about that. Good morning. My name is Seth Armistead, and I go to Trinity Episcopal School. So Freddie has talked to us about verse 1, and I'd like to talk about verse 2. In verse 2, Paul says, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. These first two verses are in if-then form. If you are united to Christ, then be like-minded and have the same love and be one in spirit. It also suggests that if you are united to Christ, then you will already have these things. But if you don't have any of these things that we talked about, if we're not united, then not only will Paul's joy be incomplete, but we will not be like-minded or have the same love or be one in spirit. This can also show us how our relationship to Jesus is, because if these things are not present in our lives, we must reevaluate where we are with Jesus and how united to him we really are. Now, when it it comes to being like-minded, I don't know what you think of, but it sure reminds me of clones from Star Wars, you know, with the same inability to think for themselves, the same clothes, the same body, the same unrealistically terrible aim. I'm sure that's exactly what Paul was thinking when he wrote that. But being clones is exactly what we don't want. That's the opposite of what Paul is saying. Being like-minded doesn't mean we have to agree on everything, act the same, dress the same, and look the same. God wants us to be unified in our goals to love him first and love people both inside and outside the church. But that doesn't mean we all have to do it in the same way. Paul speaks about this in several of his letters. In 1 Corinthians 12.12, he says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. All of us are united as one body, Christ's body, and as a body, we all have to be of one mind. But unlike a body, it takes effort for us to be unified. Some ways to promote unity are to show love for the people around you by putting yourself in front of others. It can also mean supporting people who are in need. Some of you might know that I grew up as a missionary kid in Pakistan, and something I've noticed about myself and other missionary kids is that we become good friends quite quickly. Often missionary kids travel all over the place, which causes us to make strong relationships fast. 
because we don't know when we'll have to move away from our new friend. We're like-minded in the way we make relationships. This is similar to the way that we should be like-minded, except we don't have to develop relationships quickly. When Paul says that we should have the same love, he's referring to God's love. God has given us his love so that we can love each other with the same. God calls us all to have this love for each other, regardless of how we feel or how other people act towards us. Now let's look at the beginning of the verse. Paul says, make my joy complete. Paul isn't just trying to get the Philippians to make him happy. The Philippians made Paul's joy complete because they lived their lives according to the gospel. And he's encouraging them here to continue loving each other the same way that God loves them. Still, this doesn't seem too easy, does it? Loving your neighbor as yourself is not one of the easier things Jesus tells us to do. But trying to create unity on our own is a very difficult, if not impossible, task. We have to be motivated by our love for God and for other people. We must make sure that each of our lives reflects the gospel. Then, with the Spirit's power affecting our decisions, God is able to work through us to have his will. So remember, in order for us to be unified as a body, we first must be united to Christ. Through our unity to Christ, we will have unity with each other, loving one another with God's love flowing through us. Thank you. Good morning again. My name is Bridget Bartley, and I'm a senior at Godwin High School. I may not look very familiar, and that is because I am not a member here at 3rd. I was graciously invited to youth to attend youth group one night in sixth grade with my friend Kaya and have been lucky enough to continue coming almost every Sunday night since then. As I am looking ahead into my next few years, I am very excited to say that I will be swimming at the collegiate level. As a freshman in college, I will not only have to try to overcome the infamous freshman 15, but I will also have to stay healthy and physically fit in order to succeed both in and out of the pool. This will require a change in my eating habits. When thinking of eating healthier, imagine us as Christians, as the global church, to be the entire body. Me, as the individual, I am the taste buds on this particular body, easily pleased by some good tasting food. So together, we are a unified whole, working together to get this body through every day and to hopefully put some good tasting food into its stomach. Now, imagine your all-time favorite junk food. We all have that one food that is nearly impossible to resist. Mine would be bacon cheese fries from one of my favorite restaurants, Glory Days. When I, t- when I, the taste buds, see a plate of bacon cheese fries, I drool. The easiest way to please myself would be to eat the fries. However, in verse 3, Paul asks us to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Eating the cheese fries would be extremely selfish of me as the taste buds, and as I am very temporarily pleased. Before eating anything, I have to consider the consequences to the rest of the body, and bacon cheese fries sure do not promote health throughout the digestion process. Instead, Paul hopes that we value others above ourselves. I must put into consideration the other parts of the body that will experience the aftermath of these cheese fries. If the entire plate were to be eaten, I'm sure the stomach of this body would not be too pleased after about 30 minutes. So, I must resist the cheese fries in order to fulfill what Paul has asked of us all, to think, before, to think of others before I act, to consider their interests before my own interests. We must resist our natural and sinful tendency, which is typically to please ourselves first. A salad. 
While it may not interest me, the taste buds as much, it will sure feel great to the rest of the body. It will provide us energy where the cheese fries may have made us feel like we should take a nap. It will provide nutrients that make us even healthier and ultimately happier because a healthier body is typically in a much better mood, all just from what we eat. So, the next time you can, hold the door for the person behind you. Don't push to be in the front of any line that you are waiting in. Act selfless rather than selfish, as Paul requested of us. And from these small things, God can enable even bigger acts of selflessness. Jesus portrayed the ultimate example of selflessness. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 states, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne. He put every single Christian's interest before his own as he died on the cross. In return, we, as the unified body of Christ, must, as verse 3 of the same chapter states, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that we will not grow weary and lose heart. Paul asks us to not look to our own interests, but to each of us, but each of us to the interests of others. So, don't eat the cheese fries just for the sake of the good taste, but instead eat a salad for the greater good of your eating habits and your entire well-being. As we continue with this idea of the global church as one unified body, we can look back to what Freddie said. As we possess unity with Christ, we possess better unity among ourselves. We can think of all the organs that work together within each of us. As we work together to put each other's interests before our own, we can think back to what Seth said. Paul requested us to be of one mind, to live out our lives like he, and to act as the good Christians we all are. Seth referred to Christ as a body, unified and complete, so we too must be unified as one. And with this unity, we will achieve a great sense of love, compassion, and fellowship that is immensely strong. These qualities imitating the Lord's can bring us eternal joy and camaraderie with one another. We must remember, though, to resist the bacon cheese fries and to keep others' interests as a priority over our own, just as Jesus did when he died on the cross to forgive each and every one of our sins. The best way we can hope to live out this forgiveness is to remain unified as one in order to please the Lord in every way possible. Now, would you please join me in prayer? Dear Lord, thank you for safely bringing us all here this morning. Please help us to all live out our lives with unity in order to achieve a greater sense of compassion and love. Let us be like-minded to act as Paul wished us all to do, and to please, Lord, let us put other in, others' interests before our own to act selfless out of your grace. Amen.